Traveler, we're live from the apocalypse. You are all standing here in the lobby of the visitor center of Woodland Frontier, and you have discovered this ladder hidden behind a shelf. The sign over which points down, and it just says, Fallout Shelter. Holy shit, is that an actual secret passageway? Like, did we, did we just discover an actual secret passage to, like, a secret bomb shelter? Is Brendan Fraser down there? Is Brendan Fraser down? Oh, my God. Good pull. Good pull, Stan. Good movie. So. You know, they probably uh, have it at, on VHS down at uh, Uncle Sam's Closet. Yeah, I did oh, see is, it in the bin at one point. Yeah. Is that next month's giveaway? Because I can only watch Time Cop so many times in a month. It's a, it's a great movie, but I got to keep it fresh, you know? Let's go check out this tunnel. Guys, there's a secret passageway down here. Let's go check that, out this thing. I think we should do that before the dogs break in. Yeah, the, that sounds like a great idea. I mean, yeah, if it's a shelter, like maybe we can, if nothing else, lock ourselves inside to buy us some time. For the moment, the uh, dogs don't seem to be approaching. Yeah, there's that weird burning smell and then like the dogs went away. Um, I don't know, it's weird. I didn't smell a burning smell. Are you smelling a burning smell? That could be like a stroke. You should actually, we should get you laying down, maybe. Like, let's just go down to the bomb shelter and get away from the dogs, and then we'll go uh, stop this thing so that we don't all die, yeah? Right? That's the plan? We, we yeah. don't die. I don't, uh, I, I don't smell anything burning, so I think that's probably just, um, it's probably just in your head. I think probably how we should get away from here. Yeah, yeah, that's probably I smell just the burning cells. too. You guys don't smell the burning? No, I thought that's it was like the Jeep or something. Like, is it leaking oil and also oh, on fire? Oh, I bet it's the Jeep. Uh, yeah. It probably is the Jeep. Yeah. Why? Why you gotta say? <laughs> why you gotta bring my baby into this? <laughs> I try to be rude or anything. Like, it's either the Jeep is probably having burnt some er- uh, oil burning issues, or like a magical wall of fire appeared somewhere in the forest and like repelled the dogs. And like, only one of those really makes sense, you know. Or, yeah. or, just a theory, it's your brain cells from that weird magic acid you're on, okay? Let's just go in the, the thing. Let's go. Stop talking <laughs> I mean, about ha- my Jeep. I mean, I hate to say it, Eddie, but I think she's got a point. Well, no, no, it turned back to, the, like, the doppelfanger. No, look, I, Harper said she could smell it, too, so, like, look, can you smell it? <laughs> uh, on, 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 I gotta be honest with you, man. I don't really, um, uh, smell. Oh. Yeah, all right, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I'd love to someday. It sounds, I mean, it just sounds great. I think I'd be real good at it. <laughs> sounds quaint, little human thing to do with your senses. But hey, anyway, uh, so yeah, it's been, hey, man, it has been real great talking to you, but I think I, it's about time for me. I gotta uh, get out of here. I feel like my work here is done, you know, um, so, but hey, you're gonna do great, champ. You got this. No, thanks, thanks for all your help. You want to hug it out? Uh, no, I feel like the, actually the results of that would probably be extremely bad. Okay, hands off it is. <laughs> it's like the tuxedo mask meme of just like, my work here is done. But you didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Vanishes. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so hey, bye girlfriend. Hey, hey great, bye. great having, great having this little chat sesh with ya. Uh, hey, like I said, way to manifest. You're gonna do amazing. You are and, and hey, I tell you what, you didn't hear it from me, but you're going to be a great amethyst. Oh my god, thank you. That's so, that's so sweet of you to say. <sighs> well, you know, I guess if you ever want to come back and like chat again, you know, you're not so bad. Hi, bestie. Hi, bestie. <laughs> all right, anyway, all right. So anyway, hey, I gotta get out of here. Hey, Eddie. Uh, yeah. Duh, don't don't forget. Uh, hey, the universe is a hologram. Uh, as above, so below. Buy gold. <laughs> uh, Always just, end on the worst. <laughs> and he's like, "Fucking knew it." Hologram. Right, <laughs> right. The little thing on his notepad. Uh. <laughs>
Stan actually goes to Fletcher, like really under under his voice, and goes, "Your wall of fire didn't didn't light my car on fire, right? That's not that I, didn't happen." I mean, if it had, like we we've seen like you've seen Just the tell car. me no. Don't nah. I mean you can't lie to me right now. We might be going to our deaths. Why? Why is everybody being so mean? I pro- no, it didn't uh, touch the the jeep actually um, because it's. I told it not to, so I, ju- I think I just went around it. I mean, are you, are you serious? Yeah, like I mean, if anything, it's protecting it, so I think it'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, might I'm, even, I'm, might even, might might even fix it. Who knows? And and just sort of like aside, like, damn it, Fletcher, stop! <laughs> it's too far. <laughs> too far. I'm so bad at lying. <laughs> All right, yeah, we we're down into the bomb shelter, I guess. So uh, who's who's going first down this thing? Uh, I'll go. I need I, someone to hold a cam. I need someone to hold a camera though, because like I definitely want to get this on video. I I probably should should go go first. Uh, maybe uh, if you want to hold the camera, Eddie, or better yet, maybe we just stop filming because this is a very dangerous and serious situation, and we should probably all have our wits about us. No, I I I agree with you. I I do agree. This is super dangerous. Uh, counterpoint: if we if we do get got, uh, at least someone can come find the evidence, right? Mm. All right. <laughs> Camera. <laughs> uh, I will go first down the stairs into the bomb shelter. Harper absolutely has her rifle just like pointed down at the ground, walking behind. All right. Uh, so you climb down this ladder into this seemingly sub-basement level. It's a decent ways down underneath the foundation of the structure. And at the bottom, actually, it's just a, just a small chamber, um, cinder block, looks like, with the ladder on one wall and the other wall dominated by this large hatch-like door. Hmm. Okay. That's the only way out, or the only like door, essentially. That is the that is the only door. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh. Yeah. I. I, I mean, I'm just gonna. Uh, obviously, that's the fallout shelter. So, I'm gonna go and see if it's see if it's open. It does seem to be. Uh, you can open the door. It's a little like stiff but what? you're able to uh, open the door. Uh, the whole door is right there. It's not my it's not my first dungeon. Okay, I'm not just going to open the door. I search for <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I <laughs> I am just gonna open the door. Is that your follow-up? I do open the door. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna read a bad situation, man. No, no checking for trash. Hi, your mistake. Roll for initiative. Super mutants in the sewer. What? Why doesn't Vault say one eleven on it? <laughs> so the door creaks inward, and the first thing you see beyond looks to be some kind of an airlock. There is, there is this, there's a small room with another identical door on the other side of it, and, uh, there are a number of look, what look to be like heavy duty hazmat suits that are hung up to either side of the, of the room. I'm, I'm not American, but is this common in your fallout shelters? This I mean, seems like a step beyond. I don't know that fallout shelters are common. Uh, I mean, not in California, anyways. Like, I feel like hazmat suits make sense, but wouldn't they make sense, like, on the inside? Like, if you're going to have a fallout shelter, the radiation's going to be on the outside. You don't want your hazmat suits on the outside. You want them inside, so when you come out from safety, 
you're not walking into a radioactive planet, right? That was the whole point. Of well, they, they feel, uh, first of all, they feel very American to me. So I apologize if I uh, assumed, but also I suppose it does make sense because this door, if you're coming from the inside, you come out into this room, close the door to the shelter behind you, put your suit on and go out the hatch. And that way the radiation doesn't touch the shelter. Oh, okay. So should we close the, the, the door behind us? Because, I mean, isn't it, isn't this where, there's, like, the spores are? There's no radiation. Well, Well, no, maybe. but the the spores are down here, right? Like, we were looking for this, the center, or what did you guys call it? Like, the heart? It was, like, throbbing. There was a lot of throbbing talk, I remember, because I'm 19. So, uh, can, can we... I remember pulsing being pulsing, blurred, but I could be wrong. <laughs> that might have just been me, then. I'm sorry. There's something, something about a heartbeat and, like rolling thunder and just like a lot of that imagery throbbing yeah okay (laughs) i I know where i got it now let's uh move on and also maybe close the door i guess so that we don't infect more of the town than we have done i mean if this is the epicenter then that would have already gotten out but we can close the door behind us at least if the dogs get through uh the door we will uh, have another layer. Can I actually roll to read a bad situation? Just go for it to see what doing. Ooh, that's a ten. Cool beans. So at a ten, that means you get to hold three. You've got three questions. I don't have the list of the questions. Would you remind me? <laughs> Sure. Uh, the questions are, uh, what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? And if you act on the answers to these questions, you get a plus one ongoing while the information is relevant. So I guess my first is what I'm just going to go with what's the Best slash safest way in? So as far as safest way in, for right now, I won't necessarily make this uh, use up your question in its entirety. Um, But as of this moment, you only really see the one way forward. Okay, but I guess I'm, well, I'm guessing I'm looking at like more of like, should we put on the hazmat suits or things like that? But that's cool. Um, I see. Well, so as far as that, like, uh, the most of these, these suits have a lot of dust on them. Um, you don't get the sense that they have been used for their intended purpose in any recent time period. So you would get the sense that, that the risk of contamination, um, at the very least, uh, is either low or the people who have been coming in and out have not been taking it terribly seriously. Okay. Um, can I go ahead and hold the other two as we move forward? Sure. Okay. Yeah. You know, I have to kind of wonder if this is like the, uh, the fallout shelter under the Denver airport. Oh yeah, right? Because the, don't they have that giant horse that's supposed to like point towards it or something? Mm -hmm. Or there's an artwork thing going on. Like, there's some giant painting and it's like everybody going into the fallout shelter under the airport and there's children and then there's the world regrowing or something, right? You talked about it on that one episode. I mean, like, it was a really confusing episode, but it was it was a good one. Yeah, I was kind of using that to springboard into some other stuff, but, like, the whole, like, it was very, very flashy how they did it with a bunch of uh, cool, like, messianic kind of uh, architecture and the way they built it all up to, you know, set it up so that when the world finally collapsed, there could be a new command center that would actually be reworking uh, fully functional under the Denver airport, which is why the darn thing cost almost $2 billion more than it was supposed to when it was built back in 1993, right? Um, okay, but how does that tie into Blucifer? Oh, look, some things are just crazy, let's be honest here. <laughs> I mean, it made sense, definitely, in the episode. Like, there, it, it, it made sense. No, we don't actually have to have Harper reference Blucifer. I just like Blucifer as part of the actual Denver airport conspiracy theory. It's uh, my favorite part of the I Denver know. airport conspiracy theory. <laughs> I, you I know, think, uh... that's one of my favorite questions to ask 
people as I meet them is, what's your favorite part of the Denver airport? Uh, you know? <laughs> so I actually awesome. love the creepy paintings. That's why I reference so. them. <laughs> Anyways. But, yeah. Continue. Let's go. Let's ask. So we continue I, on to... So it just it just makes me wonder, you know, like, uh, when was this thing built? And, like, is this some Cold War stuff? Or is this, like, some early 90s stuff? Like, what 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 is this thing? You know, like, this is kind of Eddie just pondering out loud as we're, like, going through the suits and looking around. And, you know, I, I'm assuming we're creeping and opening doors Scooby-Doo style where their head's kind of poking up on the line. I'm like, what is this? So the door on the other end of the hatch is, does it appear to just be the same as the one we came through? It does. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to get away from these things, so yeah, I think Fletcher's just going to move on to that and and open that one. You open onto a spacious interior. There is a hallway reaching away from you towards a central, I guess, like a lounge or a cafeteria of some kind. There is a single door in the hallway off to your right side, and otherwise it just opens into this larger atrium. The walls here uh, are, looks like, covered in kind of a peeling floral wallpaper. Underneath some of them, you can actually see uh, what looks to be old painted cinder block. How deep does it go? Uh, a number of feet yards. I guess I just mean, is it a, is it just a room beyond or is it like a, like a hallway that leads deeper into other places or? So do you see that right now from where you are standing, you can see the hallway with the door leading to your right. And then the hallway ends by opening up into a larger room. Okay. Uh, that there, you can see at, in the opening of the hallway, some table and chairs that make you think of like, like, like a teacher's lounge or right. like, like, like a, like a cafeteria. Um, you can kind of see another door, um, on one of the far walls of the, of the, whatever this large central atrium is. Okay. Um, Peeking in and looking down the hall to the right, can we see where that leads, or is it just a door that's closed? The door to your right uh, appears to be closed. Okay. I think Fletcher is going to gesture for the others to follow and is going to move past it towards that atrium that opens up. I'm not going to try to open that door just yet. Um, But yeah, I I just want to walk cautiously down the hall, try to listen to hear if... uh, if there's anyone around, I, I could I could roll uh, read a bad situation if you want to just try to determine if there are any threats. Uh, up to you. Do say, I uh, do have as two you holes. are as oh yeah, is this true? Stan does still have two holes. Okay. Uh, I don't say as you are passing by the door, you see it looks like it has a very faded stenciled lettering. Uh, it says machinery and air processing. Okay. Okay. There is actually light down here. Their lights in the shelter are on. They are just very, very dim, flickering bulbs. Uh, Eddie stops real quick as we're getting situated, and he's he's still filming. He's kind of, like, uh, narrating some stuff under his breath. Part of it is, like, the logistics on what he's actually seen. The other part is him comparing it to his Denver uh airport conspiracy theory right but he stops takes off his backpack real quick and uh pulls out a bunch of tiny headlamps with the preparedness skill and just is like hey uh i got and it's kind of hard to see down here so i got i got some headlamps and also and he just pulls out a stack of glow sticks and says uh you know these are a little less bright too so we can just crack these Uh, i got some green ones and some red ones don't crack the red ones Unless something's getting real and it's an emergency, and then just crack it, start waving it around. Um, that way we can, you know, try and flag each other down if things get weird or get too dark in here. Okay, should we, should we put the headlamps over the gas masks? Didn't you bring the gas masks too? Oh yeah, they're in here too. And he like pulls those out of the <laughs> backpack. <laughs> Let's try not to use the gas masks unless we have to. Let's hope we don't have to. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. I I just uh. don't want to. 
no, no offense, guys. Like it, it seems like a really cool trip you're having. I just don't want one. Hmm. What? What? With the spores that you ingested. I don't. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to do that. I think we probably. This is, look. This is as good a time as any to bring this up. But if, if, if our operating theory has been correct this entire time, we've all been exposed to these spores several times now. Well, yeah, but not like to the level of like concentrated pills that you ingest and start seeing doppelgangers. I mean, that's true, but it doesn't change the fact that. You and I have not seen doppelgangers yet, and I want to keep it that way because his doesn't have eyes and hers is in bloody scrubs, and I don't really want to see what mine looks like. But Harper also didn't take the pill, which makes me think that they're not solely related to the the pills themselves. Well, a couple things. Number one, it wasn't like a trip. It wasn't... Look, it was an experience, all right? Number two, uh, my doppelganger, real sweet guy, uh, just... Trying to help us out kind of laments the fact he doesn't have a sense of smell. Like, got a lot, a lot of things just going on there, and uh, can't stop yeah. to smell the roses when you can't smell. It's incredibly unfortunate because he can't seem to see either. But I guess he can. I don't know. He's got a lot of bad stuff going on. He's still trying to help us out. So I, I appreciate the effort he's putting in. All right. Uh, number three, I got all sorts of crazy stuff in this bag. So if we need more things, like. Uh, I don't have all sorts of cool guns like the rest of you people from, from West Virginia, but I've got everything else. I just want everyone to understand the reality of the situation and that we've... If there are spores that grow inside of people, we probably all have spores growing inside of us. I don't want spores growing inside. Can How do we get them out? Well, that's what oh, we're man. down here. That's what we're down here to try to figure out. That's what we're... I thought we were going to go kill, like, the spore monster or I don't know the heart of the spores like the heart of the cards but not you yeah, know cor- awesome like Yu-Gi-Oh correct <laughs> and hopefully if we'd kill that the Thessa's horse then the things that are everywhere else and are controlling all these other things will oh because they're connected wait wait does that mean that Eddie and Harper because they're connected to the spores now too like wasn't that what they did with the the mojo of the brains and the, the connecting wavelengths, like, they're connected to the spores now, and the spores uh, are connected to them. If we shut down the spores, does that hurt them? I mean, Harper's always sort of had that sort of thing going on, but we don't know if that's from the spores or not. You might be in a spore I mean, cult, not a crystal cult. I, I guess it's possible, but I don't recall having any exposure to anything that would have been like the spores until... What? Once you connected to Eddie... But yeah, s- but I've been seeing visions for way longer than the spores have been around. But you said it was after they started giving you some of your pills for your higher levels, right? Or the special rooms and special no, it was, hot springs. It was the hot special springs. hot springs. Oh, okay, but like, didn't... Okay, so Eddie took the spores in the pill. But he also then- was seeing the doppelganger before we found the pill. No, that's right. Look, the thing you get, the thing you're missing here is it's all connected. It's just Harper and I can actually see it on like a on a spiritual level, you know. Right. That's essentially what I'm worried about. I okay. You know what? You know what? I just don't want you to end up brain dead, and I might be a little Whoa. anxious because we're in a basement with creepy monsters and spores. So okay. I'm well, the doppelganger already back. said that if we don't do the thing, we're not going to be brain dead. We're going to be dead dead. So I'm kind of in favor of us just plowing ahead no. and trying to fix this before we just end up dead. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. I don't want you guys to die either. That'd be All bad. Right. So let's move on. Let's, let's keep, keep pushing on it looks like there's equipment and machinery down that hallway so we can save that to investigate later if we need to although fletcher goes to walk away and pauses and says air filtration yeah if, if that's where it got out yeah he starts walking down that he switches taxis he's, he's not going down the atrium anymore he is striding purposefully towards that door that has marked the machine room about three feet back to the right, Eddie just following you with the shaky cam. All right, you crack open the door, and within you can see a number of basically what look to you like HVAC units. Mm. 
also appears to be some sort of um water filtration system, pipes going out and going through the shelter and uh across the hallway that you were just in. Okay. Knowing that Stan also has some cool magic stuff going on from our our moment earlier. Um I'm gonna probably ask yeah, I, I'm probably gonna ask Heather to use all, one of Stan's two holds to sort of check the room out rather than have to roll myself. Mostly I think um I would just be trying to see if there's danger beyond. So maybe okay. what's the biggest threat or are there any dangers we haven't noticed? I I'm gonna go ahead with the are there any dangers we haven't noticed here? Alright, so you are looking around this room, and you do notice up in the corner, it looks like there is a sizable crack in one of the exposed cinder block walls. It's thin, but it is long, and it runs all the way from the ceiling down to the floor. So what happens is Stan actually, like, has the headlight, the headlamp on, and, like, you can see where Stan's looking, and it follows, looks up and goes, guys? And you can see just, like, the spotlight of the headlamp follows the crack along the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That, that ain't good. And as you are observing that, you hear something. It's this low gonging kind of noise. Like something smacking the inside of a drum. And you all hear it. Or crawling on the inside of a vent. It was kind of metallic in nature. Um, You have a general direction for the sound. It seems to be coming kind of from the general direction of the atrium that you briefly glimpsed. Okay. Uh... I don't like that at all. No, if there's, oh. I, uh, all right, let just watch our box uh, and let's see what that is. And Fletcher will proceed out of this machine room and back down towards that atrium where we were originally headed. You head down there, and you do pass by uh, the one more door on your left near the machinery door uh, that says "showers" in similarly faded stencil, and you find yourself in this this atrium. It looks like a, like a cafeteria. There is this yellowed linoleum on the floor. These spindly metal chairs that almost, almost, almost remind you of grade school when you were younger, but larger. Like, the, the style is this very dated kind of formica construction. And there are several tables that folks could gather around. You see uh, what look to be several doors that lead off from this kind of central gathering area. There is even what looks to be an empty uh, salad bar or buffet of some sort. They're serving mushrooms of the magic kind. I mean, if only I, you know how much that costs. Oh, never mind. Um... But we don't see the source immediately of the noise. Not immediately, no. Based on kind of the direction you heard it from in the machinery room, you would say it probably came from, as you're looking at it, the right half of the room. Okay. Like the door, so one of the rooms that would break off of the right side of the room. Okay. So in this atrium... Off on the right side, there's one door or more doors? So there are several doors. So there are, in total... More door. Uh, one does not simply walk into more doors. So on the left side of the room, uh, you see there are two doors on the left side of the room. And then over on the kind of the right half of the room, there are uh, four doors one does not simply walk into four doors. I got an idea. Let's split up and check the doors. I suppose there are 
forward of us, but as long as we don't go into them. Like, just stand in a doorway? Isn't that like... I mean, I, I've only... You the door and you look at what's on the other side, and then we tell each other. It's not have... hard to not walk into the room. I mean, have you never played a first-person shooter? That's like a that's like a kill the little doorway thing. Like, you just get trapped in a doorway, and that's how you get shot. You gotta make sure you slice the pie. I mean, it's, it's not, not like you can eat an entire pie just by yourself in, like, one big gulp. You gotta slice it first. Stan, it's not a video game. This is real life. Is it? We're fighting spore monsters, and my friend has visions, and my car got totaled, and you didn't do anything that I am talking about, but still, it's a really weird thing, and I only have a limited scope of information, and most of it's related to either sci-fi or video games, and I'm just using what I got, okay? Sure. I mean, that's fine, but we should just... All right. Fine. What, what would you I'll do? I'll go through the door. Game? I mean, you like, you know, one, don't split the party in most games, but two, you... You know, kick the that door. That metaphor doesn't. That metaphor doesn't seem at all appropriate for this situation. I just want. I just. Yeah, want to say. absolutely not. I I, re- I really don't know why you would bring that particular idiom into this it's, situation. It's super weird that Stan would. Know it seems that. highly inappropriate. It, it might even be revealing the level of nerd Stan is at. Um, <laughs> excuse my ums. So, you you go ahead and you kick the door open, and you either rush through or you wait back at, uh, behind cover and then you know you snipe their head that's how you do i have always wanted to try to kick in a door i think they'd be kind of cool i just really don't i don't know if that'd be help, the, helping the situation but uh, I, I just really don't think this is the time to choose the aggressive approach and also the only gun we have harper is carrying harper do you want to snipe some people in the head does that sound like a good time <laughs> Don't you have a shotgun? I, yeah, I. This is not a sniper rifle. Like, what are you even talking? No. no, no, we can we can do that thing in the games where you go camping, right? And then you just shoot the people. Can we just open the doors, please? Fine. Yeah, fine. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. You're gonna get shot by spores. Let's go. We all wonder what's behind have going up with three. spores inside us. <laughs> we are full of spores. Please let that be the line before you kick open the door. <laughs> no. We are full of spores. Nobody's kicking open any doors. But uh, Fletcher will walk up to one of them and, and just <laughs> like open it. Open it, <laughs> simply. <laughs> the doors are fairly heavy, so you know, kicking it with full force probably actually would be an excellent idea. Justice! <laughs> Vindication! <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, Stan's going to go ahead and kick the door. <laughs> the next door down. Just, no, okay, kicking yep, the no, door you, is bad. We just established you, that. <laughs> Nope. You, you, your, your foot connects with it, and ow, oh, man, <laughs> you, you feel that go from your toe up to your hip. It is, aha, oh, okay. so bad. Okay, yeah, no, don't kick the doors. Oh, God. At no point was I tempted to kick the door, so, okay. What, what lies behind yon doors? So this first door that you open, you see what looks to be some sort of a, a lab. Uh, can I tell what the nature of the lab is? Uh, chemistry, like and engineering, machine. You see, so you it's a chemistry of some kind. You see, there are microscopes, there are test tubes, there are petri dishes and substrates. Does any of it look? I assume it's dark, or does it have the same sort of low lighting that the rest? It has the same sort of low light okay. as the rest of the shelter. It is also pretty messy. It looks almost like it's been in, like, not quite ransacked, but it has been roughly gone through recently and not cleaned up. Recently. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I will look around. There's no way in or out aside from this. Aside from this door, no, okay. this is a, a single door room. Okay. I will look down the line and I will say clear. Okay, I guess I'll uh, I'll open one. You have found the kitchen. I think Eddie like tosses the little uh, green glow glow uh, stick in there. Yep. Yeah, just uh, kind of yep. light it up a little more. Like pokes his head in, looks around. You, yeah, that's there is a uh, 
and looks like to be some sort of an electric kitchen in here, small but functional, uh, and a pantry stocked with many, many, many cans. Cans of food most indescribable. Okay. Uh, I think he takes, like, five seconds or so and just, like, looks around and listens. Just goes... Uh, yeah, it's empty. It's a kitchen. Uh, uh, Claire? Right? Yeah. Stan, uh, hobbles over and actually just, like, opens the door this time. This room contains... Looks like there's there's a bunch of, like, old computer towers in here. Like, from... You would guess, like, the early 90s at the latest. Uh, an old TV set uh, with a VCR. Um, there are these milk crates full of of blank VHS tapes. Look to be also a number of audio tapes as well, cassette tapes. And there is a one-way mirror... Uh, I don't even know what this is. Stan cracks the glow stick and throws it in. Um, and I'm going to... I have one more hold, correct? I can't repeat any of the questions, can I? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, don't, I, I don't think that's a rule. I mean, I, yeah, 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 I don't think there's any rule against uh, repeating a question. Okay. Um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed in here? So, investigating a bit further, and looking at this one-way glass, you can see through it. And it is a window into the next room, the only room you haven't opened yet. And this one has, it's, it looks like it just has this, like, like a set of chairs, similar to what are out in the cafeteria, just around in a circle, and... In the back of the room, it looks like just a couple of, like, large metal tubes. And you hear that gonging sound again. And it seems to be coming from inside one of these these large horizontal tubes. So... Like these massive, like, drums or coffins, almost. Uh, Stan is gonna move into the room with his, um, already monster-killing bat, uh, held high, and his headlamp kinda on. And, yeah, there- there's something in here. And he's gonna move forward to investigate. You're heading into the last room, then? Well, so, can I see through the one-way mirror? You can, yes. Yeah, You. the room that you were in is the one that permits observation. And the tubes are on the other side of the one-way mirror, right? Yes, they are. Yeah, I'm gonna go get a closer look before I go okay. into the next okay. room. <laughs> so you, okay, so you're, you're just looking closer. Okay. It, it seems, you know, pertinent to sure. look uh, at the So what, what are you trying to glean, specifically? I think I... Want to use? Is this reading a bad situation? Or I would actually, I would actually say investigate um, I mean, the mystery. You, since I would say actually, since you used the one question twice and it's basically the same thing, you just kind of got closer. I will let you keep uh, another hold. I will have that. I will have that second clue carry over from your your initial use of seeking a danger. So you're so generous. <laughs> oh, I try. Just it's just magical. Okay. Um. Ooh. Um, I think actually so many of the stuff for investigate with a mystery would be more useful here, but I guess it's what's most vulnerable to me about this creature that I see as I approach. Like, what do I see? In well, so you're thinking about this and you're thinking about what you know about these creatures so far. And there are two things that kind of suddenly kind of click for you that you hadn't really, like, given much thought to before. The first is that way back 
when you were at Clara's grandma's trailer, when a lot of other folks were talking about feeling strangely lightheaded or seeing things, you weren't. You specifically weren't feeling fuzzy or lightheaded. You were the only one that wasn't. And then you, you're thinking about just your encounter with the hounds right outside the visitor center, how the one that was closest to you had an opportunity to attack you, but for some reason it didn't. And it, it recoiled from you. Like something, it almost feels like at that same time you had that burning in your chest. And you're almost starting to feel like there is something about you specifically that they don't like. I think what happens is that uh, as Stan steps up to the glass and he's sort of kind of remembering all this, like the bat lowers a little bit as he watches these tubes kind of shimmy and like reverberate. And he starts to get this far off look like, there's something wrong with me as he focuses on that burning feeling. And as he does, he sort of starts to bring it back. Like it starts to come back as if it's listening to him. Are you, are you all right? Stan? I think there's something wrong with me. What do you mean? I, I don't know. I, and he, he rubs kind of that heartburn beneath his chest feeling over his diaphragm and I don't know but these things don't like me I just and I feel weird I don't think they like any of us I think that's probably why they're you know invading the world And no I mean I think they're afraid of me they wouldn't come near me like before that one when you were like doing your fiery thing didn't even want to come near me. Like, it was right there. There were four of them. They could have ripped me apart. And I got this burning in my chest, and they they just backed up. And I took its head off. Do you mean you took its head off? I mean, with my bat, like, I just took its head off. I didn't even know I was that strong. Like, I mean, adrenaline and everything. But I just got this burning in my chest, and I took its head off. I'm gonna, we should go, we should go get that thing. And he just keeps rubbing at that spot right under his ribs where the burning is. Yeah, we can do that. But you, look, Stan, I don't want you to suddenly convince yourself that you're, uh, we should all be scared in this situation. And, and if any of us stops being scared for some reason, I'm going to get very worried about No, us. I mean, I'm still scared. But these things don't like me, and I don't... I think I gotta go kill this thing. And he just kind of turns and walks towards the... Out the door, as if he's gonna go hit that next room up. I mean, Fletcher's not gonna stop you because he saw you kill that thing. But he's just sort of gonna sigh and, and like follow closely behind you in, in case he has to do something. Uh, and then as he, as he's going, he'll talk to Eddie and Harper and, and he'll say, just, hey, be ready for, for anything. What, what's even the plan right now? I think. Is everything good? I think Stan wants to check out whatever's in that room. And that's probably our next move anyway. So. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Let's, um, let's go. Yeah, when he passes you guys, like, Stan's been, like, anxious and kind of sort of afraid this entire time, but he looks kind of far away and, like, calm now. Like, he's he's moving with purpose and, you know, he's not, he's he doesn't have that duck, duck down kind of, oh man, what's gonna pop out of us feel anymore? He's just got his hand gripped around his bat. And he's got his shoulders back, and he's just walking towards that door. I think Fletcher's going to kind of, like, try to surreptitiously, so Eddie doesn't notice, grab Harper by the arm. And 
kind of like keep her back for a second. So that the two of them are alone. Eddie just kind of walks off and is like, says to Fletcher and Harper, who he thinks is following. Yeah. He's like, did uh, Stan get taller? And just kind of like walk <laughs> and uh, follow behind Stan. Um, listen, um, there are a few characteristics that we've seen pretty universally in all of these. He kind of like hesitates and, and rolls his eyes and says, you know, fungus creatures, right? Yeah, okay. If um, if Stan starts to show any of those, and he kind of looks meaningfully at Harper's uh, shotgun. Are you, are you telling me you want me to shoot Stan? I don't want you to shoot Stan. I desperately hope we don't have to, but you saw the way that he's acting. And and what if, you know, Stan just, like, I don't know, is having some weird confidence coming of age moment and I just shoot, like, a normal dude in cold blood? Like, what well, then? Well, then we don't have to worry about it. But if he starts, like, growing white threads all over his body, just, you know. But if he doesn't, then, yeah, don't shoot him, obviously. Okay. Jeez. F- fine. Fine. If something obviously weird and fungal happens, just be ready is what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not carrying around this gun because it's a cool-looking accessory. Yeah, I brought it down here with the idea that I'm going to some shoot some stuff if anything goes sideways. I just want to put the idea in your brain because I don't think you've shot another person before, much less somebody that's a friend, so... Especially baby face Stan. Poor little baby face Stan. I, I would like to call attention to the line. I don't think you shot anybody before, let alone a friend. <laughs> Just Fletcher's backstory got much darker <laughs> in that one line. <laughs> Woo. That's all. Listen, um, just, you've got the only gun, so just be ready. But hopefully it won't come to that anyway. Yeah, okay, fine. Got it. Anyway, just a casual conversation about, you know, shooting friends. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Nothing to worry about. Hey, so, Stan, so, Stan, Stan, Stan's, real focused on, Stan's real focused on the price here. Yeah. No, Stan, I, I, hey, you, hold on for a second. I get that you're in a zone, but seriously, did you get taller? And just <laughs> uh, The crazy thing, Eddie, maybe maybe it's just the maybe it's just the the fathom talking, but you do almost kind of feel like Stan got taller. Right? Right? Turns to look back at Fletcher and Harper, who have caught up. He's like, yeah, right? Stan, you approach these tubes in the back of the room. They are large and metallic. They seem to have some sort of a a latch on them. Large and industrial. And one of them, again, you hear this deep, gonging tone of something. Almost like something on the inside Striking it. Does everybody else follow me into the room? Yeah, we all we all hear that. Hundred yeah. uh, percent. Do we? Do we yep, all hear that? Is that? A, that is that is that is a sound that everybody hears. I guess I was just wondering: is it like is it like a mechanical? That's not exactly what I mean. Is it is it the same rhythm every time? Is it slightly different? Like, does it sound like machinery, or does it sound like something more? Um, organic, I guess. Hard to say, but if you had to take a stab in the dark, you would say organic. So Stan, uh, wraps his bat on the floor in that same rhythm. I think Eddie takes, like, a cautious step back. You do, actually, as you tap your bat against the floor, you get a loud response from the tube. There's this gonging in a rhythm. Stan, like, looks even more focused and still taps back the same rhythm. And it's weird, like, they're talking. Stan, whatever that is, it's it's trapped in there. It's obviously, it can't get out. Why don't we just leave it for now and we can come back to it later if we have to. Stan actually just 
doesn't seem to like be listening or hear you maybe he's he's just really focused on the pipe and tapping with the with the bat stan but let's let's go as you tap the 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 sound of this this gonging from within the tube seems to to redouble in urgency I don't know what what we're about to do, but like we should definitely do it because if we're trying to like some Morse code or if we're trying to fight this thing, like we gotta make a call like right now. So I am actually gonna utilize uh, monster empathy um, when you try to work out what a supernatural creature desires. Roll plus charm. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> so that is a six. You could spend a luck point. I can actually. You know what? I I haven't. I think I've only spent one. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and spend a, a luck point to change my roll to a twelve. So what I'm gonna use that for is, what does it desire most? So uh, also interesting thing. Uh, so is pararomantic. Uh, you can also mark a tick on your relationship status. Mm-hmm. That puts some stress on it. It does a bit. Oh yeah. no. It's almost like my relationship doesn't like it. You you feel this this burning in your chest that you've been calling on, and you try to really like reach out with that with your waking mind. Before you had been doing it while you were sleeping. This is the first time that you've really consciously tried to use that connection. And it's a little it, it's a little fumbling. It's a little rough. You, you feel a kind of lurch inside you, uh, a kind of almost a revulsion. Uh, you're recoiling from yourself. And you, similar to when you were dreaming before, you, you don't see through its eyes exactly, but you have a sense of being elsewhere. You see a room with a hole in the wall, and within it, caves. Twisting, twisting caves that you suddenly have memories of exploring, even though you've never seen them before. And you have a sense of of a destination, of, of an an inexorable conclusion, something you were drawn to with a a compulsive desire, a fanatical need. But interestingly enough, none of those perceptions seem to be coming from the room that you're in. So do I get the sense this is coming from my the feeling of the burning inside of me and the connection I have with that, or from the monster in the tube or something related to it? So those are the impressions that you get. You're, you're, you're trying to figure out what does the monster want? And you're getting these impressions from what you think is the monster. You have a similar feeling to what you had in the dream when you were kind of almost seeing through the hound's eyes. But those impressions that you're getting, they don't seem to be related to the room that you're in in any way. Okay. So you don't, you, the, you're kind of sensing the monster and its presence. And where it's been. Mm. And you don't sense it in this room. Okay. So Stan uh, kind of like stops rubbing that spot on his chest and freezes and the tapping freezes. And then he just says, it wants to get to the caves. Like to, to, does it, is it trying to get away or is it trying to get out and like hurt people? No, it wants to get to the caves. And then, like, the next thing you you see is, like, almost like a dog shaking off water. Stan kind of, like, shivers. And, like, suddenly his body posture is a little bit more normal, Stan. And, like, oof. I, I don't feel good. That one hurt. I gotta stop eating pickles. Heartburn. So I have, like, a million follow-up questions, but I also realize that we're kind of pressed for time. Um, I guess I'll start with, uh, just, are you good? Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, I got some heartburn, but that's fine. I, that's not going to kill me before whatever the prophecy thing was, right? Right? 
I don't I don't think so. What was the whole Stefan Raquel thing? Who? You, I swear to God, you grew like three inches and like drove in on a motorcycle for a second. Like what? What happened? You just completely changed. No, no, I just I thought I I have to kill this thing, but then it I don't know. It felt icky. Uh, I just gotta. I mean, we probably should kill this thing if it's gonna infect more. Uh, but yeah, like I, I don't know. You said it's trapped, right, Fletcher? Can you just, you know... I mean, it's trying to get out, obviously, and it doesn't seem to be particularly able to. Well, that's my, that's my second question, is... So you can actually talk to this thing, right? Like... What? Can you... Can, can you Right? You tell me what... You, no. You're like, no? No, I can't... I know what it wants. I don't know, I just got... I don't know, maybe it's the spores? I just... I got a feeling, like, you know... You know when you just have a connection with a person... It wasn't really a person so much as it was uh, a ravenous entity that wanted to get to the caves. Is that what the spore thing feels like? Because I, uh, I'm really uh, kind of weirded out now, and I would just like to. We should maybe leave the room because this thing could get out. Maybe we're antagonizing it, or there could be a lot of spores here. We don't want to be where we're getting more infected, right? That sounds well, like a plan. I, that's that's probably smart. Uh, listen, we can back out of here and kind of regroup and figure out what we're going to do next, right? And I think as we start kind of moving out of the room, it's like, okay, so you're not seeing like a like a doppelganger. You're talking to some other... <sighs> Eddie, you are starting to feel kind of just like you're starting to feel kind of dizzy, kind of – you're feeling kind of claustrophobic, kind of clammy. You know, like Eddie just wipes his brow, like kind of sweaty, and it's like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really feeling it down here either. Uh, so I'm good to move to like another place. Uh, honestly, if we can, I wouldn't mind getting the heck out of here at some point. But look, Stan, if you got a lead on this thing, like um, between you and Fletcher, you guys seem to have a good handle on this thing. So what do you, what do you need me to do to to help out? Stan's mouth just drops open a little bit, and he sort of looks at Fletcher like, "Let's get out of the room first. Let's 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 leave." As you are backing out of the room, you hear that tolling from inside the tube start to to become repeated and frantic. I think I have two more. A uh, hold, another hold. What would it accept? No, I don't want to connect it again right now. I'm going to hold that. Yeah, I think Fletcher's just going to try to hustle people out and, and close the door. If it gets out, it gets out and we'll deal with it. But I'm not about to like let it out just because it's making more noise. Yeah, I'll go. Eddie's perfectly happy to not be in this room. Um, And, and once we're out into the, into the uh, atrium again, we close the door, obviously. Um, and, uh, Fletcher's gonna look at Harper and, and be like, can you keep your, keep your gun trained on the door, just in case? Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Harper, even you are starting to almost feel, you're feeling very claustrophobic, you're feeling very clammy. I don't understand why, okay, look, we... <sighs> I thought we came here because this was like the heart of it. This was where it came from. But that thing and there's trying to get to the caves. And that's not like our, we're not close to the caves. I mean, there were cracks here. Like there's there's no telling if this thing goes deep enough. Like maybe there's a back entrance that goes into the caves. Shit. I'm not going to lie. Um, the idea of going deeper into this place. uh yeah, I don't feel I don't I don't feel great about that. I mean, you guys you guys were like all about the we're going to die if we don't do this. Follow the not throbbing drums. No, no, I I I get you, but also like I don't know if it's if it's the like the air or the lack of like I don't know. It's it's hard to breathe down here. I'm I'm breaking out in sweats and I'm getting I don't I don't feel great. No, I, I think something's off. I, I agree with you, and I think that it's probably that we're where we're supposed to be if if we're gonna do this. But I think we're, we're wasting too much time. I have a dumb idea, of an incredibly stupid idea that we'll 
speed things along, I think. But it's, as aforementioned, stupid. What's the idea? If we cleared the way, if we cleared the way and let that thing out, it wants to go back to the whatever it comes from, right? It wants to go to the caves, and that's what we're trying to get. If we let it out and then follow it, it'll lead us right where we're trying to go. You want to let the... Okay, we let the demon dog out. I mean, I so don't it, want to, but if it's trying to go where we're trying to go, we can follow it. I mean, those things move pretty fast. It might be able to... We might lose it. Maybe. Have another idea? I mean, no. <laughs> Honestly. I went in there thinking I was going to kill the thing, and then I just ended up feeling weird and heartburny and... I don't know. Kind of... It was odd. Uh, yeah, no, let's do that. And then... Did we see an obvious way to let it out, Brendan? There was a, a large uh, industrial-looking latch that Stan saw. I think I can... Look, um, there's going to be sort of a long story, but I think I can... I think I can make us invisible to it. Um, it will know that we're here, and then we should be able to follow it, but we're going to have to move fast, just like Stan said. When when you say invisible... You know, like uh, how they spray so the dogs can't find the scent of stuff? I, I can't make us invisible. Uh, well, I'm not making us invisible. I'm, I'm making us so that we can't be sensed by it. Yeah, it's like a detect-me-not. Like, but for, like, bloodhounds and its spores instead, right? Yeah. It's totally, oh. it's totally like a science-y, you know, because Fletcher does, uh, what do you do again? It's not going to look like, it's, it's, it's magic. It's going to be magic. That's what <laughs> oh, it is. okay. Yep. All right. Then that is out of the bag. Yeah. Okay. What, you've got, like, magic trick you know how to do? We like... don't have a lot of time, and the longer we spend talking about this, the worse the symptoms are going to get. So I, we just need, if we're doing this, are we on board to do this? And like I said before, if anybody needs to turn back, that's fine. There's no judgment. But I can't. No, if, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. But uh, I do want to ask you a lot of questions afterwards. Um, yeah, if we survive this, then then yeah, feel free. Look, I need everybody to stand close together, and... Oh, do you need these? And I, I pull out the herbs that I gave everybody. Does this... does Will this help? Yeah, that would help. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I will I will take the herbs, <laughs> and I will... Uh, I mean, it can't hurt anything. Uh, the way that I am picturing this, uh, I would like to have everybody stand in a circle... And, uh, or like in a small group, and then I'm going to use the edge of the staff. I'm gonna hold this, hold my staff around the middle and hold the herbs at the top of it. And, uh, I'm going to sort of, um, I'm going to sort of trace a circle around us with the edge of the staff on the ground. And when we sort of, when, when it closes and we're all inside of it, um, even though it's not leaving a physical mark on the ground, just a small uh, puff of flame shoots up from the top and consumes the herbs. Um, I will roll plus weird, and we will see how well this goes. Eddie's going to videotape this whole thing. That's an 11. Uh, so the magic works without issues. I choose the effect. Um, I think this would just fall into the general category of do one thing that is beyond human limitations because none of the other ones really fit. But essentially, yeah, I would like to sort of, these things, uh, don't have eyes. So whatever sensory units they do use, I would just like to register as undetectable. Um, and then once that's done, once I'm pretty confident that it has worked, uh, I'm going to say we stay close together and then move back into that room. And approach the latch. <laughs> does the does the clanging and the noise and all of that good stuff does it uh grow more does it grow louder again, like it's more agitated, or does it kind of stop or stay steady? It does. 
But I did the, but I did the magic. <laughs> but I did the magic, Brendan. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I don't love that. Maybe it's because I'm here. Well, or like, or like, because because Harper and Harper and you know Eddie are here. Because aren't they connected to it with the sport? Okay, so maybe nothing. Um, nothing ventured, and uh, I will open the latch. As you do, suddenly the top of this tube is flung open with a tremendous clang. And there is, you are, you are splashed and soaked by this wave of water coming out of the inside of it as a figure within thrashes and tries to claw and clamor its way out. It, it looks like it's lunging for you, but then it just, it just kind of rolls out and falls to the floor. It has some sort of a, of a breathing apparatus attached to them under, on top of their soaked through clothes. And it is trying to tear it off. And as it does, you see a very wet, very out of it, Daphne. Cryptid Community College is a Live from the Apocalypse production. Our audio producers are Aaron Daggermanjan and Brendan Sherlock. Soundtrack provided by Matan Uchen. Find them on Twitter at SadTitled. You can follow the show, as well as our other productions, at Live from the Apoc on Twitter, at Live from the Apocalypse on Instagram, and on twitch.tv slash Live from the Apocalypse. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and share it with your friends. A big thank you to everyone for listening, and we'll see you next class. <laughs>